Welcome to the second installment of the Inside the Newsroom podcast. My name is Kelsey Bradshaw, and I'm the news editor at the University Star. Today I'm here with... Nicole Barrios, the assistant news editor. Ray Leano is the news director for KTSW 89.9. And I'm Tara Palmer, and I'm the one of the assistant news directors for KTSW 89.9. How are y'all doing today? Pretty good. It's been a busy week. Alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a very busy week. <laughs> Why has it been busy, Nicole? Well, it's been a busy week because we've had to cover a lot of breaking news. Um, there's been a lot going around, going on around the city, and um, one of the things that all of us, I think, covered this week was the uh, shooting and attempted robbery at the Gotta Habit Smoke Shop on um, the 700 block of North LBJ Drive. Um, on Sunday at approximately 6.20 p.m., the attendant for the smoke shop was shot um, in the chest during the attempted robbery. And um, he was shot about two inches above his heart, and um, he was taken to the medical center in Brackenridge in Austin, and he was in critical condition, and currently his condition is not known. Um, but I know that's something that we all covered. Um, mm-hmm. We're all there when it happened. Um, Ray, what was, your, what was your take on it? How was your experience covering it? Um, it was it was interesting. I mean, I, the way I heard about it was actually Tara. I saw a, t- a tweet that Tara had sent out. So as soon as she sent it out, I was just... I got on the ball. I was like, oh my gosh, there's something we need to be covering. Yeah. So, and that's it one of those things too where it's exciting for us because we work like in the media as a student journalist and stuff like that. And so it's exciting for us, but it's a really sad thing that happened. So it's a kind of a twisted thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a reporter journalism yeah. thing. Yeah, mixed emotions. My yeah. thing was I saw it was happening. I was like, we need to get this on Twitter. And so tweeted about it, I guess, as quickly as possible. And then Ray called me and was like, we need to do something. <laughs> yeah, we so. did a lot of live tweeting too. We went there. And yeah. just live tweeted the whole thing that happened because no one could really talk to us. But I was able to talk to a man who um, is a construction worker who's working on a store there. And he was like, yeah, I, sh- uh, I chased the guy, the suspect who shot the man at Got a Habit. He's mm-hmm. like, I chased him to the end of the parking lot, but I had to come back just because, you know, I have three little kids at home and I can't risk that. So mm-hmm. that's intense. Wow. Yeah. 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 What? No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was speaking to um, one of the employees at the Barefoot uh, Clothing Shop next to, um, in the same like shopping center, and she was saying that she lives in the Treehouse Apartments behind the smoke shop, and um, she was walking to the library when after the accident happened, and she saw the, the police cars and everything, and um, it was reported that the suspect may have ran through the Treehouse Apartments and possibly dropped his weapon. So Because they uh, haven't found him yet, right? No, they haven't found the suspect. They don't know who he is. Um, right now, they're currently looking at surveillance video of all the businesses around there, but she said that the Treehouse Apartments actually sent a letter to all their residents saying um, to be on the lookout for a gun and maybe search your truck beds. And just just beware, and if you find any kind of weapon, to notify them. So I thought that was pretty, pretty frightening. Intense, yeah. Pretty intense, yeah. So it's not only affecting the businesses around there, but also the mm-hmm. residents of the apartment complex behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And on a personal level, like, how did do you all feel like just being like at the scene where something like some? I mean, someone got shot. How, how did you all feel yeah. with that? I've never covered breaking news like that. I've covered fires and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and I did cover Fort Hood, but. I got there after the fact, so it wasn't like it just happened. And I live yeah. up North LBJ, so it was right next to me. So I don't know, it was just kind of scary. And it was on a Sunday, like in the middle of the day. Like I got there when the sun was setting, so it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a scary situation when someone's life is on the line. Thank goodness in this situation, no one was actually fatally injured. Yeah. 
but yeah. And then Ray, did anything interesting happen to you when you were at the shooting? Yeah, the I mean, crime scene. Like after the police left, um, I was heading to my car because I was at the radio station. I was heading to my car already, and from across the street, I could see that the police, like everyone, was gone already. Mm-hmm. And I saw the light on, so I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I think this might be like a good opportunity to go see. I guess what happened. Maybe talk to some like employees." So I crossed the street and I was arriving there, and I like I knocked, and the employees came to the front, and behind them was a police officer. And so I just started asking my questions, and then before I even like got through my sentence, the officer was like, "Sir, you do realize you're standing in a pile of blood?" And mm. I like kind of freaked out. I like looked down, and I was standing in a pile of blood. So that was interesting. It was kind of surreal to be there. Yeah. Like it was like it actually happened. You know, like it was kind of that realization. So yeah, that's not that something happened. you deal with every day when covering yeah. the news no. for. Yeah. Something else we don't deal with every day would be gas leaks. And yesterday, which was Wednesday, over on University Drive near Chipotle, there was a gas leak. Construction workers accidentally hit a gas line when they were digging up some concrete to make a storm drain. Mm -hmm. So that kind of alerted the whole city, and they told everyone to steer clear because it could have possibly ignited. But it didn't, and it was fixed as of 7 p.m. yesterday. And I think they they dug up the parking lot of Subway, is that correct? Yeah. And with Chipotle, they have all gas appliances there, so Mm -hmm. they had to, um, they just sold everything that they had already made for the day, and then they had to close down, just in case. So I know a lot of people were disappointed they couldn't get their Chipotle. (laughs) Yeah, and what one of the construction workers was saying was that there's usually six inches to a foot of gravel or sand right before the gas line so when they're digging they know like not to go any further because they'll hit the gas line but this is an older model i guess would be the word for it and so they didn't know it was there so they just accidentally hit it and so that happened how did y'all cover it tara i know i was there and there was definitely a smell in the air and so it kind of got stronger i guess center point the energy company came out and looked at it and they were the ones who actually had to shut off the gas and dig up the rest of the road and make sure everything was safe but there were a lot of firefighters and um, other I guess officials there trying to make sure everyone was safe and I did talk to one of the battalion chiefs and he said that it wasn't necessarily critically dangerous they just wanted to make sure that no one's car came by and like a spark flew off or something Mm -hmm. like that but he did say that natural gas is pretty not nice, but it does dissipate into the atmosphere pretty quickly so that there wasn't any really imminent danger. And I guess what kind of freaked me out was just Kelsey like running into our newsroom <laughs> and being like, we have a gas leak problem. And I know from that moment on, like we both got on it and that's how we ended up like covering this. But thankfully it it, it was fixed by about seven. So yeah. it's like what, like um four Four hours hours that it took but they had to like call and like people had to like bring in equipment to get all this like fixed but thankfully nothing happened and on a little more of a lighthearted note not breaking news i know tara and i went to TribFest this weekend yes we did and it was pretty exciting uh evan smith the ceo and editor-in-chief of the texas tribune called it acl for nerds (laughs) (laughs) he also called it church for journalists yes church for journalists also woodstock for wonks there's a lot of good (laughs) oh wow yeah should make but those into t-shirts okay he was really cool though um i really liked him interviewing rick perry and yeah. kind of having a conversation with other nationwide journalists it was really neat to kind of see everyone's take on the 2016 president presidential election and also see rick perry's take on 
whether or not he kind of plans to run. And it was um, it was funny to listen to just because Evan was asking him again and again in different ways, like, oh, are you going to run for president? And he said, so Rick, like, are you just, you just happen to be in Iowa because there's a lot of corn there. And Rick was, Rick Perry, Governor Perry, he was just like, you'd be amazed at how much corn there is in Iowa. And it was, it was funny. Everybody laughed. And some other, I guess you could call them headliners, since it was ACL for nerds that were there, um, was Wendy Davis, Leticia Vandepute, and Dan Patrick. And they're all running for different things coming up in November. And Wendy Davis had a lot of audience hecklers, mm-hmm. which she's she's done a lot of controversial things, so it makes sense. But mm-hmm. people, during the audience Q&A time, people were, like, hollering questions at her, and it was just making, oh, yeah. it was interesting to that watch. That kind of seems, like, awkward to me. Like, I mean, it was just awkward because it's Trib Fest. Like, you go, and it's, like, called Trib Fest. Like it's supposed to be, like, a fun festival-y thing, and people yeah. are, like, hollering at different <laughs> politicians. And just like, I know this is the point that, like, the public can speak to people, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think it no, definitely needs to be more in a controlled way. That was the other interesting thing about Trib Fest is that none of our bags were checked. I don't know if you no, felt like, any way about that, but... I didn't even notice, but now that you say that, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I just thought it was interesting just because there's all these huge names in Texas politics and stuff, and nobody made sure that my bag was safe and stuff like that. One thing I did notice was there was not somebody, like, signing mm-hmm. for maybe people with any disabilities or anything like that, and I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I don't know, I guess, quite what the laws are, or if there are laws or anything like that, but that was pretty interesting. Overall, I thought TripFest, it's, I think it's an important event, too, just because they give, like, discounted rates to students, and we're all students, and so they make it a point to make it to where we can go and learn things and listen to different um, speakers, politicians. Yes, thank you, Nicole. Journalists of the day, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then moving on into our Quotes of the Week segment. I know you guys have something about San Marvelous, the store. What's going on with that? Yes, we do. They recently opened up their new store here in San Marcos and one of our other assistant news directors Veronica Condrativa she interviewed them about kind of why they chose to do this and Rio Rodriguez who's one of the guys there he wanted to go to New York but he decided to stay in San Marcos he said I just had to take it into my own hands we're a colorful community and he wanted to create a clothing line and a business that represented that community I really like that cool Uh, The quote we have for the University Stars quote of the week, there's a new pre-K center that's going to be set to open this January, and it'll be the first of its kind in San Marcos. And Jessica Ramos, who's the youth services manager in San Marcos, she said, we want all children to be academically ready and prepared for the workforce. So that's interesting. So I guess we're we're trying to show that we're putting a focus on education and um, starting starting them young. Starting them and it's prepared. pretty common, I mean, in other countries. Yeah, definitely common in other countries. And as we all know, we hear this repeatedly, like China starts their children young and they, you know, they keep at it. Um, and so I think America is trying to step up. Um, in Europe, they teach their children multiple languages in elementary school. And so I think I think it's good. I think it shows that San Marcos is putting education first and we're going to prepare our children. All right. And then coming up next week, we have a bunch of different stories Something about crickets? What's the deal with the crickets, you guys? Yeah, cricket invasion. Well, I mean, I think right now, I mean, I can, I mean, speak for myself, I guess, and I, I mean, maybe, I mean, feel free to, to jump in also, but I've been seeing, like, an increased amount of crickets, like, just everywhere. For sure. Especially at my apartment, and um, Nicole um, 
knows this as well. Yes. Um, but just, just crickets flying around my apartment, just by the sidewalks, and just flying, yeah. o- flying around in my room. So we just want to figure out, like, is there, like, a peak season, I guess, or something as to, like, when these crickets, like, because there was, yeah, yeah, there was crickets like at Old Main today. I was going over there, and I was just walking up the stairs, and I was like, is that a cricket? What is a cricket? I don't understand. <laughs> it's a plague of crickets. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just curious as to see, like, if, are there any peak season? Just talk to somebody who, I guess, deals specifically with this and see if there's anything going on with that. Definitely. And we're also working on a story kind of localizing Emma Watson's um, recent speech to the U.N., about feminism and she launched her new campaign called he for she and it's kind of encouraging not just women to be involved in feminism but also it's for everyone it's not just for women it's for all equality Mm -hmm. and so we kind of want to see what kind of a impact that has on campus we know feminism is such a big topic on tons of college campuses and so this and a lot of times, too, with feminism is we hear it from older generations about feminism, but Emma Watson is our own age. Mm-hmm. So that's just going to be interesting to see how that plays out as time goes on. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's a big, hot topic issue right now. Um, it's been in the media. And so it's cool to see a celebrity who's now an educated woman, like, speaking about this, taking a stance on it, and trying to get people of our generation involved. And then on a completely different note, the city is going to be compensating downtown businesses for the negative impact of construction. Last year they did this, and the money that they used was from a grant, and they ran out of money, and so they got an extra $15,000 to give to businesses that had to buy a new sign or awning for their business front. And so it'll be interesting to see how much each business will get. Are they going to run out of money again? Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. We're trying to trying to better the city's image and keep up with construction and kind of I think their, their aim is to unify the new look so the roads are new and they want businesses to have new awnings as well new signs what do you guys think about that definitely I know a lot of businesses have had some issues but I think this is a good maybe step forward I don't know we'll see how it works out And then a larger business, Walmart. What's going on with Walmart, Nicole? Yeah, so Walmart um, has partnered with the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Center at Texas State and to make the Avoid, Deny, Defend Active Shooter Awareness Program available to their associates and their employees. And so um, this is an unprecedented effort because the alert center doesn't usually or they've never actually worked before with a corporate company like this like walmart and one such as big as walmart um so this will be an interesting partnership um we want to see maybe what sparked walmart to want this kind of training um have there been any kind of issues that have caused them to want a you know avoid deny defend active shooter thing have there been threats so like walmart employees feel unsafe? yeah like how do their the employees feel with that? yeah and so i think this will be an interesting partnership with um the texas state's center and the corporate business of walmart because usually alert just works with law enforcement agencies and schools doing their training so this will be really cool to look for and so one of our reporters is going to be covering this this week that sounds really exciting i can't i'm looking forward to reading that story yeah <laughs> good um, I know we're all really tired from breaking news, so I'm going to go home and take a nap. <laughs> Sounds um, good. I don't know about you guys, but... Probably. Just, it's yeah. probably put in my planner. It's, it's been, a, it's it's been, been a long week of tests, yeah. plus yes. breaking news. 
So thanks for joining us this week on Inside the Newsroom. Be sure to look for us every Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the University Stars website. Leave any questions or comments on the Stars website or tweet at us using the hashtag NewsroomTXST. And don't forget to pick up the University Star and listen to KTSW every week.